Hello, everybody. Welcome to Prep Yourself. This is Danny Nelson. And this is Alexis Holzer. Almost forgot my own name. Almost. That's the kind of night we're having. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a episode full of facts, which has not been maybe our most uh, poignant efforts in our last couple episodes. What? (laughs) (laughs) I listened to them. Full of facts. <laughs> I think there's more like a sprinkling of facts. If you're a movie buff, full of facts. <laughs> uh, if you love Anne Hesh, so many facts. All of them. No, I would agree. Light on the facts lately. <laughs> <laughs> but today we're going to delve into a bunch of facts. And this being our 10th episode. Oh my gosh, it's our 10th episode? <laughs> we're the coolest. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about 10 things. We can call it our top 10 episode. Well, we I don't can't know. do that because we didn't prepare 10 things. I don't know. Count along at home. See how many we get. How about our fans tell us your top 10 things that you've learned either from us or just from preparing for yourself? Uh, maybe if one person, <laughs> does, if anyone does that. Sounds like a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two things. Maybe 10 people can name one thing. <laughs> if that seems doable. If 10 people can name one thing that has come about since we started this podcast that you would not have done otherwise. I'll send you a free Be Prepared brochure. Oh free my of charge. Free. Free of charge. She also smuggled them from the city, which we'll get to later. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. <laughs> so we have a few shout-outs. One, Rosie, you're awesome. Thank you for listening and having your friends listen. We appreciate it. <laughs> In another state. In a whole other state. <laughs> We're regional at this point. (laughs) The whole Pacific Northwest is listening to us. (laughs) And by the whole, I mean, like, we made it. (laughs) Did anyone steal your identity yet from work? Uh, Not that I know of. Oh, well, in case you guys wanted to, then you'll have to listen to a few of our episodes. Like, as many people that I've told about at work, (laughs) I can't believe they haven't stolen my identity yet. I know. So there's an Easter Just egg in one of right our there. one of our ten episodes <laughs> <laughs> where you can steal Lex's identity. Um, also, we have plenty of thanks or things to give shout outs to Mike about, as always. As always. Number one, I arrived tonight to presents. One from Lex. Thank you so much, Lex. Lex got me a little first aid kit <laughs> that literally says. Convenient size fits in most places. Most places. <laughs> Not all places. Most of them. If you're a mouse, it would be hard to put this in your house. <laughs> it, if see, you're a human, put it in your car. I was thinking, yeah. I mean, of course, I immediately went pervo zone. I'm like, I can't put it in my body. But <laughs> individually, if you unwrapped it and took it all apart, I could. You could put it in your body. <laughs> I'm not going to people because I need these safety items for later. Unless I'm going into a survival situation where I might need them for later. Just store them. Just store them there. I have an extra pocket. Okay, this has gotten really gross. Uh, Let's talk about what's in here. Some antiseptic, a bunch of different wipes, some bandages, and then some first aid tools. I love that there is a safety pin in here because that's really, it's actually great for like splinters and... um, Holding stuff together. So yeah, those were buy one, get one free at Bartels. I love it. It's a, what is it, Western Family? It is Premier Value. Premier Value General Purpose First Aid Kit. Latex free. Convenient size. Features 48 items. So go get you one. Yeah. Do you think there's still buy one, get one free? Yeah. I like it. Also, Mike had brought for Lex and I and himself, and he probably, knowing him, got a baby-sized one for Lily. (laughs) (laughs) Some upgraded dust masks that have a little, they're like thicker and they have a better suction around your I believe he called it a rubber gasket to go around your face. Well. 
Danny walked in and was like, oh, my God. And she put it on upside down. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't looking very closely. Mm. (laughs) Plus, I need Lex to help me. Takes practice. (laughs) She's a mom. She knows better than I do. I'm like, come here, honey. You got something on your face. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how I'm going to survive. Lick my thumb. I'm going to show up with an electric scooter so I can go get groceries real quick. And nice. in the meantime, you're going to be like doing all of the other work to help us survive. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> drunk. Um, so I really appreciate the mask. And then also Mike was trying to show off to us. He's like, look at this awesome battery backup I got. And both Lex and I like both went completely blank. We looked at it and went. We don't know. How does it work? <laughs> what is it backing up? And then he was showing us that if the internet is <laughs> blinky, I was going like, to say blinky. No, I'm looking for it's words. It's surging. Surging. If it's surging, then it'll just all keep the, going. Yeah. The equipment will be safe. For an undisclosed amount of time. We're not sure, but mm-hmm. I just feel safer knowing that there's things in my house that will back up other things. Yep. I like if we get, like, two more minutes of internet than anyone else, we might know, like, the real story. Mm -hmm. Which is really important, as we learned in Jericho. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know Alex was waiting for me to bring that back up. That old Um, show. Mike also did a fire extinguisher safety class that he was pretty excited about today. Did you? At work. Did he tell you any facts from that? Yeah, there's three types of fires. One, A, is ash. B is a liquid or chemical fire, or I guess some kinds of plastics. And then the last one. Oh, no. Gas. Yep. I'm going to go with yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then there are different types of fire extinguishers, like the ones that we have, I think, put out all three kinds. There's electrical. There's chemical, electrical, electrical. and then combustion. Yes. Just correct. Electrical. Yep. Good job. Yeah. So he got to practice putting out, there were like there was like a simulation thing, so you got to blow a fire extinguisher, but it had water in it, and um, yeah, he had fun doing it. It sounded, sounded pretty cool. That sounds really cool, because if you take away that initial edge of, I've never yeah. done this before. Like, I've never shot a gun. I need to just go do it. We need to go do it. We're waiting for summer to calm yeah. itself, unless someone wants to take us out in the woods. Ew. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Maybe that came out wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I would still go out in the woods, go shooting. I'm Southern. That's where you go. Lex is like, I might get murdered there. I might get murdered. <laughs> uh, also, so Mike did a great job with all of that. Um, Lex got me a present. Leave this weekend made a backcountry hot tub on our camping trip. It's a stretch for emergency preparedness. Like, we love Leaf. He's never listened to an episode. He's Why never does listened. he get the shout out? Because, I mean, Mike does so much. I'm just trying to, like, keep up with how cool it is that you have, like, a partner who's in this with you. Every time other people talk to me about this podcast, Leaf just kind of wanders away. And yeah. If they ask him about it, he's like, oh, I don't really listen to so. podcasts. Yeah. I've never heard. Hold on, Danny doesn't podcast. <laughs> but he did make a backcountry hot tub, which will be really good for leisure times. Good. And or showers if we want a hot shower someday, and we're in the mountains and in a survival situation, we'll be like, I've already studied the thermodynamics of pushing hot water through a gravity coil, or whatever they called it. That sounds really cool. Yeah, they did a lot of work for it, him and a few of our other friends, so that we could sit in hot water in the woods by a creek. (laughs) It was amazing. I liked it. Also, while we were camping, uh, I have a little pop-up tent uh, camper, and the first I actually had a a pretty good first aid kit in there that I had stored previous Danny. Good. uh, Had had already (laughs) thought about this. And one of the things I loved about it is still a very small kind of like five inches by five inches thing, but it also had a sling in there, mm-hmm. which I thought was really nice. It's easy to make a sling out of other stuff, but it's yeah. nice to have one that's already made because then if you're dealing with like multiple injuries or whatever, you can just like throw it in someone's face and be like, get this on there. I'm not trying to. Yeah. If you saw the picture of me at the basic aid class, you will have seen that I also know about slings. <laughs> So the last shout-out goes to Aiden, 
for coming with me to this basic aid class over in freaking West Seattle, the Hiawatha Community Center. Oh my gosh, you had to go to West Seattle? I never go to West Seattle. You had to cross three bridges. (sighs) It was so annoying. And there was like all this mix up with the time. So I thought it was at 6.30, started at 6, but it was just this big fiasco. Oh no. But we all got there. They waited for everybody to get there. And then we started our learning. What do you feel like was your number one learning moment in that class? Um, Our reminder moment, I guess. I'm really good at asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) What I learned is how good of a student I am. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The class lasted about an hour and 15 minutes. I think it could have been 30 minutes if I didn't ask so many questions. There are also, I think, two nurses in the class that just, like, they knew a lot, too. And so it was cool to have different people in the class share what they know and kind of add to what we were learning. I was also like, why are you in this class? Yeah, why are there you nurses in your first aid class? Yeah. Or um, is it just because it was geared toward uh, disaster preparedness? Yeah, I think so. But it was it was very basic stuff, but good to review. So um, we went over, like, first put on some plastic gloves and then learn to take them off in a sanitary way. Nice. Pretty basic. Um, but also really important. Yeah, and reminding me, I need a lot of plastic gloves in my... I mean, I've seen contagion. Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, you don't want blood on you and... Ooh, that's going to be a good episode. Contagion. We watch contagion. <laughs> yeah, it's really important to do the hygiene thing when there's a disaster because you may not have the running water any sort of sanitation situation. So taking on and off gloves. It was fun. Learned how to, relearned how to find a pulse. Like obviously you know how to find a pulse, but just practicing doing it. We did recovery position where Aiden and I got to be the volunteers. I tried to volunteer him. And then Matt, the teacher was like, well, you got to come up here too. And I was like, so you volunteered to do positions with Aiden? Yeah, it was pretty steamy. <laughs> uh, not really. <laughs> In front of everybody. These are first aid positions, yeah. people. Not any kind of positions. Mm-hmm. So, so you basically st- want someone, if they're on their back, you want to open their airway by tilting their head back. And then you pull up their knee and cross their arm over them and pull them towards you. So basically if they are so basic- vomiting or they're having trouble breathing um, or you need to get them out of the way or put something underneath them, roll them over. It was basically a technique to use, like, someone of my size rolling over someone of a six-foot size. I could use this recovery position to move them around. So it's called the recovery position, but mm-hmm. what is it called in the Kama Sutra? Um, <laughs> no. I know about zero about Kama Sutra. You know something about Kama Sutra. You have a baby. I know. I know. I wouldn't even say I know the basics. <laughs> I know what it is. I've seen some pictures. Uh, there's a great movie with the same name. Okay. You can check it out. Moving on. Basic aid. <laughs> bleeding. So they talked about um, different types of bleeding. Like if it's spurting, that's your artery bleed. And you're going to want to do something more you know, quickly than if it was just a superficial bleeding situation. Right. And then the um, venous bleed is just sort of that slow, steady drain that just keeps bleeding too. So um, the urgency level of someone is spurting. I mean, needs you, to be. if they're bleeding, you definitely want to help them. To and be they doing also something. so Matt, the teacher, who is super cool, um, he talked about some other classes they have. One of them being stop the bleed, and so this is put on by UW Medicine and um, Virginia Mason. I can't remember. Um, and it's all a class about how to help people stop bleeding because that is like one of the number one ways that people die in a disaster emergency situation that they get injured and they just bleed out because nobody no knows how to properly assist them. They don't know what's happening. They go into shock. You can die from shock and, you know, all the things associated with it. So recognizing what kind of bleeding it is, how to stop that bleeding, how to care for that patient for several hours to days until medical personnel can get there. That's what this whole class is about. Medical professionals are not going to be able to get to everybody. So the more people that have just even a basic level of understanding about how to assist other people in an emergency with this basic aid will help save a lot of people. My, uh, I have a friend who is a doctor, and over the weekend she was commenting that 
people with first responder um, classes and stuff are actually better at first aid than doctors because mm. she never does anything. She just assigns nurses to give medicines mm-hmm. or assigns just anesthesia. You know, she's basically giving out the task to other people. So even though she may have learned that knowledge first year med school, she's never done anything with it. Mm -hmm. So people who keep up with these certifications and stuff actually have a better chance of saving people like on the ground than some doctors if they haven't been, they they just get rusty. I mean, of course Mm -hmm. they know that they wouldn't be a doctor if they didn't know the basics of how the human body worked. But her point was just that that initial like ability to just see spurting blood and respond to that might be like you might be better off having someone from an ambulance, you know, than someone who is from like a than a plastic surgeon, you Mm -hmm. know, for instance. Oh yeah, totally. Um, So then we got to practice stopping bleeding. So they give you. So they stab you. Yeah. And then you have Kate to and stop I it. stabbed each other, and then we stopped the bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you just pretend that there's a cut on your arm. I was like, "Where's the ketchup? Come on!" <laughs> but wrapping it, and then they tell you like, um, you know, some tips. Like you can check to see if it's wrapped too tightly by pressing down on the fingernail to check the capillary refill. So if it takes. I have nail polish on. That's going to be a problem. That is going to be a problem. <laughs> you best get that off. And bring, how are you going to survive if you so have on pretty. nail polish? So pretty. There's other ways too. Anyway, you press the fingernail, and if it can refill, then it, then it's good. And then you can check to see if there's circulation and if you got all the bleeding to stop. Nice. Otherwise, it'll just be bleeding out, and that blood doesn't refill in the in the fingertips. Yeah. I was like, oh. You're like, cool. that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. If someone has on fingernail polish, I learned to do the same thing at the very top of your finger. If you press the very top of your finger, mm-hmm. see how it'll also just change colors a little bit? Yeah. Same same thing. If you can't do the fingernail is better because it's not you're not dealing with like tans and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the tan lotion. Yep. Tan lotion. We also talked about tans? burns. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of suntans. Speaking of suntans, spray yeah. tans. The three degrees of burn. Burn. Nice. One being suntan. Two, two is the one that hurts the most because it's burned through enough of the tissue to still really be painful and blistered and swollen. But all your nerves are intact. Yeah. Right. Three is the bad kind. That's the like black charred, that's not you coming back sort of burn. So um, like if you're watching Game of Thrones, like a dragon is probably going to give you a third degree burn. Yeah, you you did. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Charbroiled. Yeah, so you want to take the clothing away from that, but not if it's stuck in it. I was just like imagining someone ripping a shirt off. I mean, like, I gotta get it out of here. No, if it's stuck to it, just leave it there. Again, basic aid. Just try to stop the bleeding. Try to provide some sort of relief for the patient, but don't try to get all, you know, in the field about it with like mash and. Also, you could be impervious to burns if you're a Targaryen. I think that that is, or half Targaryen. (gasps) We don't know. We don't know. That's speculative. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. Oh, well, I guess you do on one. Anyway, spoilers. Anyway. But basically, <laughs> I wrote not Kiss. not from 1995. I wrote Kiss. With Burns, keep it simple, sucker. Keep Just it simple, Cover sucka. it. Try to keep it, you know, free of infection. Try to keep it cool and watch the person for shock. So we learned about how to deal with shock and how to recognize that. If someone, you know... You can check their breathing if it's really rapid or really shallow. They're generally disoriented could be another part of it. They just, like, they're not really recognizing mm-hmm. the situation their, for what it is. Yep. Their skin is cold and pale. You can check their blood pressure or their pulse to see. Um, and then their consciousness, like you said, if they're super anxious or really apathetic to the situation. And those are the people that you want to watch. Like, one of the nurses said, in a situation like this, don't. Like, go after the people that are freaking out. Those, you know, that they're standing around and pacing. It's like the person may be sitting in the corner not saying anything. That person's probably not in a good situation right now. Yeah. And so you want to watch for those people because maybe that person got cut or hit or something and nobody knows because they're just sitting there. And then you look over and Susie died. We didn't even know. Because they bled out. Susie was bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And nobody, nobody she was in knew. shock. You were just over there doing French braids in people's hair. <laughs> like who wants marshmallows 
Um, and then we learned a little bit about sprints and strains, and that's when we did like the sling and all these things you can um, make it out of, bed sheets, you can make a splint out of an umbrella. And then I answered a question correctly, what do you do with the sprain? You rice it, you rest it, you ice it, you Compress give it compression it. and elevate it. Which I would know today because I sprained my ankle. <laughs> so I did that. And you were doing an excellent job at that rice. Yeah, thank you. Um, can I just please add in that when you ice something, you should never put ice or an ice pack directly on your skin. Mm-hmm. It could also freeze burn you. Yeah, I did that though. And um, I looked at you judgily. Yeah, Judge- that's fine. Judgily? That's fine. Judgily? Judgingly. Judgingly. How, what is that? Um, so, yeah. The, so he talked about these other classes. I'm excited to take some others. They have a lot. So on their website, the this is through the City of Seattle Emergency Office of Emergency Management, which is part of the police department. Matt Affleck, not like the actor, um, was our teacher. And he was really fun and cool and fielded all the questions. And I bet he gets some crazy ones, like from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they also have... Like I said, the Stop the Bleed, it's UW Medicine and Harborview, not for animation. And um, he said that was really cool because they do a lot more simulation and you can practice packing like a big gashed wound. Like they have a fake a leg yeah, Ooh. and you pack it full of gauze. And so you get that experience of like, yes, you're supposed to shove this gauze Ew. into this person's leg. I'm like, oh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's stuff gauze. <laughs> yeah, in but he said that that one was taught by like, the head of surgery from UW Medicine. Oh, and then they cool. get like these really, you know, the nurses and the doctors and people from Harborview and UW. So I was like, well, that sounds pretty legit. And they probably have continuing education stuff, like just to stay up on mm-hmm. their licensing and stuff. So yeah. that's really cool. It sounds like you got a lot out of that yeah, class as far as, because the last time we talked about first aid, uh, one of the things that you mentioned was wanting to make sure mm-hmm. that you're proactively keeping that information yeah. up to date. And I don't have the six it. hours on a weekend to do you it or it. four days in a row. I just went and did this one hour class. And I was like, okay, that's not everything I need to learn to save everyone in the city, but I could probably save maybe one person. You could save me from a scooter incident. Yeah, I could save myself. And so that's good for a lot of a lot of situations. Oops. Uh, um, he also handed out those Be Prepared Build a Kit brochures from the city of Seattle, which I love and are so well designed. And, and then... And we talked about in our... Second episode? the second episode, yeah. The yep. list of, um, you know, what you need in your pack for two-week supply and then how to put together a plan and how to connect with your neighborhood and other kinds of resources. And now they've added the Be Prepared Gather Your Emergency Information. That would be your comms plan. Hey, they, girl. They have an adorable yeah. mid-century modern styled and colors. Yes. Maybe Wes Anderson. So this would be at Wes Anderson's house. Super cute little thing for you and they have illustrated the whole way for you to put together your comp plan and it could be a whole family activity yep it's really well done and could easily be kept somewhere because Mm -hmm. it is visually interesting could be kept somewhere that is accessible easily accessible to your family yeah matt was out of the room so i took like 10 and i shoved (laughs) them in my backpack (laughs) and then he came in and he was talking i was like I have to confess, I took a bunch of these, and I took two of those packets, <laughs> and I'm keeping these plastic gloves. Uh, and speaking about how amazing the Seattle Office of Emergency Management is, everyone just just put a save the date on September 13th. I'm not going to tell you why or what. Just put a save the date <laughs> on September 13th. There'll be more about that later. Not to be confused with the basic aid class they already have scheduled. Yeah, that's different. This is an exclusive prep yourself only event. (laughs) But once again, we're not going to tell you or remind you 16 times (laughs) September 13th. (laughs) We're going to do that. Okay, we are going to do that. Uh, But it'll be fun. All I have to say is it's going to be fun and you will know more soon. Sooner rather than later. So I felt like that was a fun use of uh, Wednesday evening. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I like that that happened. And that Aiden came with you. And Aiden came. That was really the best part because I would have not had as much fun without a buddy there. And you would have never done those positions, those special <laughs> positions. <with him. laughs> yeah. uh, so um, the next thing that we have on our docket, of course, media. <laughs> we need to talk a little bit about media. 
Duh. Uh, this week I watched MacGyver. Yeah, so I did an actual basic egg class and learned from a professional. <laughs> Danny watched TV. <laughs> the back from nineteen ninety one. I did talk to medical. Prof- I mentioned talking to my friend who's a doctor over the weekend. <laughs> I talk to medical professionals about stuff and things. Good job. Also, I'm pretty sure I put burn salve on two people. What? The hot tub situation was <laughs> maybe maybe there was some burns we had. Anyway, <laughs> I was doing first aid while you wow. were fake first aiding. I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, it was not special. It was <laughs> drunk adults in the woods <laughs> making Good mistakes. Good job. Uh, and I'm just trying to make sure no one gets infected. <laughs> so anyway, I did watch MacGyver instead of doing real life classes. And I've never watched MacGyver. Oh. I'd never watched it when I was young. Uh, my family really only watched NBC, mm. I guess. And this was a show that was on ABC. We watched for Night seven Court years. and Cheers. Yeah, that was NBC. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They get to know your NBC. Sorry. <laughs> The more you know. But MacGyver, the thing I didn't know is he's super progressive. He doesn't use guns. He's all about using scientific knowledge and not violence. He's an inventor. Yeah. He... A survivalist inventor. Yeah. He is incredible. Like the... And his personality... Like, I loved his personality. Like, he was... Like, he always had, like, a really great positive mental attitude. And he... uh, was just like the cool guy in every situation. And the way that the show is set up, it's, there's a lot of silliness around him. Uh-huh. Uh, but I loved how I'm like, this guy is still cool. I would still think he's cool. Some of his outfits, less cool. Haircut. I was. I would still be into it. If he walked up right now, I would be like... Double thumbs up. You're like acid watches, wash jeans, <laughs> like with the pleating. Oh, yeah. And the tucked in T-shirts. Uh-huh. And the mullet. And the mullet. The long flowing mullet. The, the incredibly long flowing mullet. Uh, so that was a great first, like, just introduction to it. The other thing that was really weird of watching it, I realized that I haven't watched a, like, one-off show in a really long time. Where the 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 one episode has mm. a complete story, mm-hmm. other than like dumb reality TV shows like that we've talked about, like Naked and Afraid. Uh-huh. Of course, those are like kind of like one story within an episode. But it's been a long time since I've watched any kind of drama that's not like an ongoing mm-hmm. kind of storyline with an overarching. And they're thirty minutes, right? Were they thirty minutes? I watched like two or three of them, but they like they're mostly on in the background while I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. I think they're an hour. Oh, I think they are an hour. But one of the ones that I watched was for you because you keep talking about how much you are interested in fire starting, uh-huh. and so I found one that was called the Prometheus Syndrome, Ooh. which Prometheus was the god of fire, mm-hmm. and it was about an arsonist, mm-hmm. and so he was trying to uncover. Like this arsonist, and like they were showing all of his little made at home bombs and what he was doing. <laughs> I wish I could uh, somehow verbally explain the like robot head that Lex is doing at me while I'm trying to talk about MacGyver. So, in honor of MacGyver, I brought you a present. What? <laughs> is it a fire starter? It's a ticket. What? What is this silliness? It's a little ticket purse. <laughs> it's like a little purse. <laughs> it's a fire starting kit. <laughs> it's a fire starting kit. I got some I steel made. wool and a cloth. Some it lint. Went. Some dryer mm-hmm. lint. Yep. From your dryer. It's uh, yes. Shut up. Yep. There's little Dylan pieces in uh-huh. here. Yep. I can see them. There are. There actually There's are. There's a lot. <laughs> it's all I could do. It's, it's what I Dylan. <laughs> it's highly flammable. There were things. So literally, these were things that were already in my house that I just went around and put in the pack. Oh no, a fire just started. <laughs> just kidding, it didn't. <laughs> so uh, if you take it? a nine volt battery, that's all you need. which you could, yeah, that's all you need. Okay. So you could even so with the uh, nine the volt battery. The stool is actually an SOS pad. If you guys are, uh, if you know about those, and they do have. Uh, 
soap on them, which you don't really want. So what you want to do is kind of pull it apart. Mm-hmm. If you have water, you can rinse it off and kind of try to get some of the soap off. And then you're just going to touch it to both battery Seriously? components at the same time. You could do it right now. No. There's a <laughs> lot of electronics around here. <laughs> and, um, then and then what's what this for? Oh, this is the That's ignition. what actually is going to start the fire. Yeah, that's their tender. So the tender is kind of like where you actually start the fire. So what will so happen... So do I swipe left or right on it? <laughs> <laughs> you swipe right and left on it. All, you do all Just the swiping. back and forth. Back and forth. <laughs> so this is a kind of a sexual episode. <laughs> it is very... <laughs> Like more so than usual. Maybe we'll have the like in the future of survival. <laughs> like, well, I guess if we are in the future in survival, you'll want to have as many children as possible. To yeah. Propagate. Yeah. You'll just be throwing sexual innuendos everywhere. Everywhere, all the time. Uh, but the uh, so essentially, what you do is you take the steel wool and you're gonna. She's saying steel wool. What do you? How am I saying it? Steel wool. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> am I not saying the same thing? Hold on, steel, steel wool, steel wool, steel wool, or steel wool, um, steel wool, um, and you touch it to the battery, and that will create sparks. So you're okay. not actually gonna the the wool part of it won't catch on fire. You're creating sparks with the steel wool against mm-hmm. the battery, and then the tinder is what's actually going to catch on fire. So maybe when we're done. Recording, we'll go outside and start on fire. Awesome. And then you'll. I love it. You'll Let's have your it. first fire starting. Yeah. And I'll jump up and down and scream. Because <laughs> you fire. started a fire <laughs> without a lighter. <laughs> I will say, as far as survival goes, you always want to have uh, two forms of primary fire starting, which is usually a mm-hmm. uh, matches and a lighter. A butane mm-hmm. lighter is actually better. Mm-hmm. And so those are called primary fire starters because in modern time, there's. That would that should be what you yeah. use instead of going through all the work. And then there are secondary fire starters, which are things like this, like using household tricks to use batteries or things that are electrical conveyances um, to start a fire, or things like the bow drill and stuff like that. So using mm-hmm. heat and uh, friction to create heat to then light, get enough heat yeah. to light tinder on fire. Or like. My dance moves. Or your dance moves, which set everything Everybody on fire. Everybody call 911. Shorty thought it burning on the dance floor. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. It was the best. But on MacGyver, he used, they got stuck inside of this room because this arsonist was trying to lock them in of this course. inside of this room. And he took like a kind of a uh, steel wheel. Steel. Steel. Steel? <laughs> How do you say it? Steel wool? Now I'm overanalyzing it. He took a steel, like, um, bike inside of a bike, and he was hitting it against the concrete to create sparks uh, oh, to like make a, a little a fire to, like, yep, so that he could get out the door. Mm-hmm. It was really good. And nice I was job. like, way to go, MacGyver. Mm-hmm. So I looked up this really awesome uh, article that we're going to share with everyone. About MacGyver? About MacGyver. Wow. Well, it's not exactly about MacGyver. It's some other person's perception of MacGyver. It was on Sovereign Survivor is the name of the website. <laughs> there's I don't some know what ad- that means. There's, that's the name of their website, and there are some interesting articles. Um, yep, I'll just say there's some interesting articles. But uh, the article that I was looking at was called 12 Ways to Become the MacGyver of Wilderness Survival. Wow. And they go over some great, um, point, like, just, like, little survival hacks, like uh, finding flammable materials in the wilderness. So one of the things that they talk about is if you don't have uh, something that you've brought with you, like, there there's some great tricks for if you're just going backpacking and you know that you're going to be out there, like, you can take cotton balls and cover them in Vaseline, mm. uh, and it's a really easy fire starter. And will burn slow enough to dry out other things to then catch them on Mm. fire. Mm. Things are a little bit damp, especially in the morning. And um, so one of those is just you can take stuff with you, but also you should always be proactively looking for dry tender and stuff in a survival or in a wooded situation to make sure you know where that stuff is. Um, Like inside of a log. Like mm, something that's been covered from the weather. 
For sure. Inside of a log might be hard, though, because if it's rotting, it'll be damp. More damp. Um, WikiHow said to look in there. (laughs) (laughs) As you should. So we'll link everybody to this, and maybe we'll go more in-depth with a lot of these things later. Uh, but maybe. I think, huh? Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. But some of them are things like build an emergency shelter. I'm like, duh. Uh, I don't think I need to be emulating did. MacGyver to, like, know <laughs> I need to make an a emergency shelter. And then, like, building makeshift fishing gear, which I really like because I think it's that's one of the things that... Learning as far as processing animals and stuff, fish is the first thing I really yeah. should get to know better, especially living in the Pacific Northwest. The chances of being surrounded by water are really high. Mm-hmm. So figuring Hopefully out how polluted. to do that. Um, yeah. It would also make me feel like I'm on a video game because I really love the video games where you have to like fish for your food and you get your food <laughs> and like, bling, bling. have you fished very much? Like no. just generally in life? Nope. Ever? Yes. Not in a long time. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I haven't done in a while. Living in the big city. But you just don't go out there and do it. Nope. I think the thing I most recently did, I didn't, I wasn't, I was fishing a little bit, uh, and this was last summer. We were fishing while we were, uh, we had dropped a bunch of crab. Mm. Uh, pots? Pots down. In the water? Yep. <laughs> Are they called crab pots or crab baskets? I've always heard crab pots. Aren't crab pots what they're cooked in later? No. I mean, yes. And That's a pot, what the baskets are. The things that you put in the water are crab pots. It's amazing how many things we talk about that we don't know anything about. <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> like so many things. But I did that. We did not catch enough crab to really be super psyched about it. Mm-hmm. But it was really fun to fish and catch fish, mm-hmm. some of which we kept and some of we didn't. It was really nice have, being with someone who knew really well what we were supposed to keep and not keep. Uh-huh. Uh, as far as what's in season, not in season, yeah. what's big enough or small enough, because I don't know any of those things. Mm-mm. I went and got a fishing license oh. and then went out and then was just fish, like no knowledge. I drank four beers and I <laughs> caught a fish. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't generally like killing things, so I, I would probably be that person in post-apocalyptic world where I'm like, I don't want to kill it. And then three episodes later, I'm just like savage, just like <laughs> you fishing with my bare teeth. You'd be the kid that made uh, in Lord of the Flies that, like, made the whole group that yeah. uh, threw the stone that killed, what's his name? Piggy. Mm-hmm. They called, they, he named him yeah. Piggy. That was his name. Yeah, once this wine runs out, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here are my, a couple from that article that were my favorites. One was uh, that I hadn't heard before was something... They, they labeled increasing your light, which was to take and cut open a soda can and put candle mm. inside the soda can because the can is reflecting the light. Mm-hmm. So it just brightens how much light you're getting from a single source. You can also warm things over that, too. Absolutely. And uh, which I've actually done, like, as, but I didn't really think about the light aspect of it mm-hmm. because it uh, blocks the wind and stuff, too. And then one that I had never, ever heard before uh They said makeshift water filter. And essentially what they were saying that you do, so if you're somewhere where the water is really dirty and you don't have a water filter, keep in mind, people, this does not take the place of boiling. You would still need to boil the water. This is just if you want to take, like, something that is really gross and dirty Mm -hmm. water and make it not look that way. Mm It'll still kill get the you, dirt but it won't out. look like it will get kill the you. Silt, get the silt and the dirt out. Uh-huh. Uh, essentially, you take two separate um, glasses, one with the water in it, one empty, and you put a piece of cloth. Uh, you roll up a piece of cloth and put it between the two. And essentially, the cloth will absorb the water, and slowly it'll take it to the other glass, and then it's just the way to get the dirt out of the water. Whoa. Does that make sense? Did I explain it well enough? So you put, like... Just one layer of cloth over the top of the glass? No, you, like, roll it up like a wick. Oh, oh. Like, so you're rolling it so up into, like, a... Like a siphon, kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Not even but, like a siphon. But you're not sucking it, but it... Yes. It's wicking it out. Gotcha. But that seemed pretty cool. <clears throat> they talk about burning rosemary and basil to repel bugs, but you can only do that so long before you're out of rosemary and basil. Yeah. And what am I going to cook all of my chickens that I catch and... I know. Murder to eat. I can't spice them if I already burn it all to get rid of the bugs. What am I going to stuff my fish with? Yeah. 
I need that. Rosemary. Mm-hmm. What do you think is better, rosemary or basil? Basil. Basil's delicious. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can make pesto. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't be using that for bug repellent. Then there's some other stuff, like creating a microwave out of a box, how to make a compass. Sorry. Yeah. Make a microwave out of a box? Yeah. So a lot of people do this in, um, they'll have, like, outdoor ovens, like in Arizona. A lot of people have these, like, solar ovens that Mm -hmm. are, like, fancier versions of this. But essentially you create, like, uh, you cut cut it three, three pieces out of it and you line the interior of it with aluminum. And then you put aluminum foil uh, around the side, around the pieces that you cut out of it. Uh-huh. You put the food inside of it. You close one of the flaps so that, like, bugs and stuff aren't getting in it. And then that aluminum foil will reflect the sun and heat and convey that heat to the other metal that's inside and then slowly cook your food. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. I had no idea. Aluminum foil. So useful. Cool. Uh, making a compass out of a needle, uh, which is a really, um, cool, popular survival. No? If you know how to use a compass. (laughs) (laughs) We need to do a compass class. Um, emergency oil lamp, which is essentially (coughs) rolling up a napkin like a wick, putting it in a soda can, and then having olive oil in the soda can, and then you just... You let it the the oil soak all the way through the napkin, and then you mm-hmm. just light it, and then it'll like slowly burn. It's you really can also cool. do that with a bottle of vodka <laughs> and throw it at something. I think that's different. I think that's a Mazeltov cocktail. Molotov. Mazeltov. <laughs> that's the best accidental thing I've ever said. It's a celebration. It's a celebration cocktail. Mo- no. Yeah, you pass around. You suck out the vodka through the cloth. I should stop Molotov. talking. <laughs> Molotov. First, I can't say you steel. Ever GoldenEye. First, I can't say steel. Then, <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> I, I mix up uh, homemade bombs you. with Jewish celebrations. <laughs> same, same. Um, how to make a whistle with an acorn. Uh, marking your way. And Remember then, we learned how to make that whistle with a tin can lid? Take a tin can lid, fold yep. it in half, and bang uh, a nail through the top of it, and then you put the folded part in your mouth and blow through it. We're going to try that later. Okay. I'm going to see it. The last one, which I was very excited about but I did not use, was to get rid of to uh, calm annoying mosquito bites, which I don't know what ha- this has to do with MacGyver. You put deodorant on them. Oh. And it'll make them stop itching. Hmm. Well, there's only right? 10,000 kinds of deodorant out there. <laughs> so I like all the people who want to emulate MacGyver. I just wish all of these people who, like, obsessively were like, MacGyver's awesome, um, took on some of his liberal leanings. Yeah, or fashion choices. <laughs> uh, I think the fashion choices are totally into. <laughs> Lots of mullets. A hundred percent. I mean, I don't see the people on here who run the, uh... A lot of mullets. What was this website called? Sovereign Survival. Oh, Lord. I don't, I don't see any pictures oh, of them. Oh, Lord. I don't even know what that means. Sovereign Survival? I don't know what it means either. Okay. Can uh, someone Google that for us? Where's our intern? They have... This is... Whoever does this is... My name is Donna Olson. I'm the Associate Manager for Survive After Collapse, hosted at surviveaftercollapse.com. Oh. Wait, there are other people with podcasts about this? I don't think so. They have a website. That's different. We, we have, have a have podcast a and we utilize our website, Facebook. <laughs> our website is Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> it belongs to us. It belongs cool. to well, us. Well, thank you so much for the fire starter kit. You're welcome. I, I can't wait cool to bag. Do I get to keep this bag? Yeah, that's so it'll fit in there. It's, it's like a, it looks like a admission ticket, like a raffle ticket. Yeah. My friend Molly gave it to me. I love it. Yeah. I love a good re-gift. Yep. Thanks. I told you everything in there was from my house. <laughs> it's awesome bag. Well, because I wanted to show you that it's like... So easy. It's so easy. You just go around. You so just have to I, be able to identify those things. Should I keep this here or at work? Ooh. <gasps> uh, work. Okay. 
I think work. Okay. And plus, when you're like bragging at work about your sweet survival bag, you could be like, and look at this. But there's going to be so much pressure on me to start a fire after the disaster. And then yeah, I'm, but you're going to, you're I'll about like, to go no, up guys, and make I swear one. it works. Danny told me. Look, look, <laughs> we're about to do it. So there is another thing that we wanted to talk about, which you watched. So once uh-huh. again, I was really busy doing my uh, media, <laughs> my, investing my time in media. Good job. And uh, I was actually learning stuff. <laughs> like, so, I learn. I'm just teasing you. So many things. I'm just teasing you. So many things. And I judge people. <laughs> yeah, that's that takes a lot. So last week when we were um, getting was, together for something for we, this for this we or, were getting ready. No, no, it was kickball. It's kick. Yeah, they we've discovered that King Five was doing a uh, disaster special mm-hmm. report and. Lex got a chance to watch it today. Yeah, I was watching the TV right as Danny came in, and I was like, Danny, we're so ahead of our time. We're 10 episodes <laughs> in, and King 5 is just catching up. <laughs> Granted, they had 10 times more useful information in their 20-minute special <laughs> than we do in, like, what is it, 10 episodes times 60 minutes. A lot of minutes. There are at least three to five useful minutes in all of our episodes. Each episode. Each episode. So that's five times ten. Like so, kind of equivalent. More than a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> there are a hundred minutes of useful episodes or minutes in my. Or, nope, I can't nope. talk anymore. All right, Mm-mm. let's hear about this King Five disaster special. Yeah, um, we're ahead of our time. That was what I really took. <laughs> From it. No, I think it's interesting, first off, that they're doing this because I think more and more people are realizing how not prepared we are. And I think, again, the city's doing a really good job of pushing for people everywhere to be prepared for this because we're going to have to help each other. So the um, special started out with showing how schools are getting prepared, like elementary schools are prepared for disaster because most likely this will happen when we're at work, kids are at school. So they went to a school to show how they're getting prepared. And this was co-elementary. And I was like, co-elementary? That's on the top of Queen Anne. Yeah, no kidding. They're, they've, each classroom has this really extensive bag, and they have this plan for family reunification after a disaster or an emergency. And they have this whole board that they have about resources. And I was like, this is not every school in Seattle. That Definitely was my not. first one. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, is- oh, co-elementary, you better have your shit together because... You have parents who are engaged and you have a principal that, you know, has the resources to put this kind of stuff together. This is not every school in Seattle. But uh, I do, I I like the idea that it is a thought leader in that area. They're showing the best example, but I think that there's probably some work to do across the the school system. So anyway. But they talked about this Cascade Rising, which I need to look into more of what this is. But apparently this is a either official report of what will happen or it's a Cascade Rising is the plan for the city. I got to look into this more. I just watched it, so I haven't had time. But this is a, a scenario that they've written about or like done a report and some um, research on what will happen when the big one hits, this Cascade right. Rising, the um the plate's shifting. Um, the scenario is set in June. So right off the bat, June is one of the nicer months in Seattle. It's not during February when everything is already wet and liquefaction could be a much bigger issue. Yeah. Um, but from this scenario, they um, predicted that uh, over 8,400 people will die immediately. In Washington. Yeah. It was, I watched it a couple of times. I was like, is this in Washington or like the Cascade area? But I think it's Washington because the Washington National Guard. Yeah. So the Washington National Guard confirmed this, that FEMA originally did the report. National Guard confirmed this for Washington. 8,400 people will die in the disaster. Over 12,000 people will be injured. 500,000 buildings will be destroyed or damaged. Um, 500,000? Buildings. Uh, 1.25 million people will be shorted food, and three quarters of a million of pets will be short food, which like Don't broke talk my about heart. Dylan. I know. And over 400,000 people will need emergency shelter. 
So if that doesn't put you put it into perspective. I will say, even this being on, you're talking about a lot more people coming aware. I can't stress enough, and we talked about this a lot in our initial episodes, the big one, that article really perpetuated a lot of conversations around general preparedness and mm-hmm. also just, like, everybody always talks about California falling off the map. But there really wasn't as much discussion about how the whole that whole plate continues north. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're a part of all that, yeah. you know. And um, I think it really perpetuated this whole conversation and all of these people who really wanted us to get our act together now have like the facts behind them, mm-hmm. right? Like they're like there's there's actually a situation that could happen any minute. Yeah. And like regionally it's really cool to see it become a more mainstream topic. Mm-hmm. And but that's what they said a lot on this newscast and what they've got a Facebook group for the King Five Disaster Network. Oh nice. They've got a ton of resources on the website. So and I that was one of the big things that they said was so we wanted to look into this more and we're so glad we did because this is a huge thing and we're not really prepared for it and people don't know what they need. So they had this City of Seattle Be Prepared brochure. They had a segment on the Seattle Neighborhoods Actively Prepare group. So that's SNAP. Uh, You can have someone come, and Matt mentioned this in the class that I took, is that you can have someone come to your neighborhood and help you and your neighbors get prepared so you can know, you know, does a paramedic live on your block? That's good to know. Does um, you know someone have a community garden that you can use in an emergency? And just you know, a get people to know each other better. B get people to know what skills they have and what do they need. And you know, have a communication plan because in my situation, the nanny's here. I'd want my neighbors who are home during the day to come and check on the kids and the nanny and know that that is part of how our neighborhood's going to respond to any kind of disaster. So that was cool, and I hope more people take advantage of that. So um, SNAP, that was a good one. Um, They talked about um, the Stop the Bleed workshop. So it was, you know, looks like King 5 worked pretty closely with the city of Seattle on this one, (laughs) on the OEM. Which is really incredible because when I can imagine when they're like, oh, we should really pay attention to this story, the fact that we, there there is a... uh, very knowledgeable and active part of our city government Mm -hmm. who are constantly working on this, not just uh, writing all of this stuff and upkeeping their website and doing all that stuff, but they're actively in the community. Mm -hmm. They're putting together these classes. They're working with the news channels. They're really trying to uh, make a push at uh, getting out into the community. Mm -hmm. Because it's impossible for the... September 13th. <laughs> it's impossible for the government to help everybody. Right. I think we're getting a big dose of that right now. <laughs> Screw you, a huge GOP. dose of that. And so it, and so the more you know about what you can do for yourself, I think mm-hmm. is really important. And what you can do with your community. And what you can do so, with your community. It's like work with your community and you know, they address that this can be really stress inducing, but the first step is just learn about what you need to do. Yeah. Like, that's the first step. 400,000 people, yeah. you said, are going to be in need of some kind of Emergency help. Emergency shelter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably me. My neighborhood is sitting on a bog, so yeah, doesn't look over. good. Doesn't look good. Bring your wine. <laughs> and then the last thing I'll mention that, they, uh, that I learned about was disaster toilets. And Japan is huge on these. They're like these cardboard things that can fit in your office desk. And it has a um, like disposable plastic bag that goes in it, and everything else is cardboard. And you set it up, and some even come with a poncho that can cover you while you're going to the bathroom because sanitation is going to be a huge thing. If this is a huge earthquake, it will destroy plumbing. If you have a place to go, you're going to be a lot happier about that. So that's we really may be getting disaster. That's going. <laughs> that's going on our Amazon wish list. That's going on our registry. Uh. Everyone, officially marked down on my registry that Lex and I want individual disaster toilets. We don't want to share one. We don't want, like, a double disaster toilet. (laughs) We don't. I mean, if I had to, I would hold your hand while we pooped, if I had to. I might be so scared. Yep. I will have already pooped, and I won't need a toilet. (laughs) Yeah, but they had statistics, like, in the first two hours after a disaster, the first hour, 31% of the population is going to need to go to the bathroom. And I was like, uh, gross. Ew. 
Yeah, it's crazy. So that was pretty funny. That's a lot. And that resource is also on the King 5 website. How many people need to poop? <laughs> they have bar graphs. <laughs> how many people are pooping right now? There's like an active like clock going of like how many how many flushes are happening throughout the city. And they know if they press the like the I don't need as much water, I need extra water buttons if they yeah. have like a environmentally friendly toilet. So speaking of snapping, Seattle neighborhood, what is it? Actively prepare. Actively prepare. Seattle neighborhoods actively prepare. This Saturday, they are having an event. It is not completely citywide, but they have them at a a bunch of the hubs. And this Saturday Uh, would be what? This Saturday is the 29th. Okay. Sorry. So July 29th, also known as WKL Championship Kickball Day. Go nerds. Uh, That is also, other than that happening, (laughs) uh, they're, they're going to activate a bunch of the city's hubs uh, for a uh, emergency preparedness, just uh, prep uh, yep. uh, activity. And they're, they're going to do a simulation. They're going to do simulation. That it's specifically an earthquake yeah. that they're simulating for this one. They're going to have people volunteer as victims so that as they're coming in, there's like responses oh, for that. Yeah, we totally are like, please. I know the recovery positions, please. She loves a lot of positions. She's going to look at her Kama Sutra. <laughs> she's going to come ready with these positions. <laughs> I'll bring my own map. <laughs> She opens up a map that's supposed to have, like, the city hubs, and instead it has, like, various. No? Okay. All right. Backing away. Me walking away from that subject. Um, So for us in our neighborhood, we are going to go to Loyal Heights. I actually have one that is closer to me. I was wondering about that. But it uh, it is not very far for me to come to Loyal Heights, and I think it's more important for me to get closer to the wine that Lex has in mm-hmm. her basement. Yeah. So. <laughs> Should I bring wine? It does start at 11. <laughs> or 9. I mean. Does mimosas? It is, I mean, I think mimosas. <laughs> I mean, that's legit. As long as they're in like a, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty excited about this. Mike's going to come. We're going to bring the baby. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be cool. So if you are interested. I just feel good about being involved. Right. Just just freaking do it. It's fun. Get a buddy. Get yeah. your Wilson. Get your Wilson. Go to a class. So really quick, just to let you know, the ones that are being activated for the Northwest Sector, Broadview Lutheran Memorial Church, Loyal Heights Playfield, and Finney Community Center. Uh, Finney Community Center is probably equidistant for mm. me, but I also have a... That's like up a hill, though. Closer hub. I know. I'll come to you first. Um... The Northeast Sector is Lake City, Fred Meyer, Victory Heights Park, and Maple Leaf Park. Central West Sector is the West Magnolia Playfield. The Southwest Sector is Alaska Junction, Hope Lutheran Church, High Point Neighborhood House, and then E.C. Hughes Playfield. And then the Southeast Sector is Rainier Beach Community Club, VFW Hall. I like how many Lutheran churches are involved. Churches are a huge piece of this, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool because they already have a really uh, established community to come in that would mm-hmm. be, like, focused on coming there. Jesus told them to. So that's more people to help and stuff. Yep. I'm glad that Jesus told them to come to their church and help, so help me with my wounds. so fine with that. And we have and a lot of churches around us. <laughs> There's, I've walked past them. Um, are Jehovah Witnesses some of the people who don't believe in modern medicine? Because there's a Jehovah so. Witness church like one block from me. You should go ask. You're like, That's if a good there's idea. an emergency, are you going to help me? Are you, are you going to be like, God wanted you to bleed out? <laughs> <laughs> it's worth asking. I will. I'll find out. I mean, all of the people are always very nice when I ride by. Of course. Like on my bike and stuff. So yeah. that so, was our that was our episode. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about Saturday. I'm pretty excited about Saturday. I'm pretty excited about uh, we we kind of had a busy summer, and I think we did everything we could to keep this like this podcast interesting and going. But I'm really excited about. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. As yes. much as we could, as much as was to be funny about it. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm glad that we're kind of recommitting to doubling down on what we're actually trying to do, which is actually survive. 
while entertaining all of our tens of listeners, we also want to be prepared. Yeah. There's no point in being funny if you're not alive. Right. Except Who for... Who said that? <laughs> you? Right now? I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. I hope that I see you at my hub on yeah. Saturday morning. We'll tell you all about it on our next episode. Yep, you'll get to hear about the hubs and maybe about doing some a little bit of preserving. Oh, yeah. I did harvest Another summer some, activity. Yep. One of the things I was going to talk about today, but then we just had so many things to talk about, was my harvesting my fruit trees in my yard. But we're going to talk about it next time when we talk about actually doing some stuff and my friend's cool homesteading book that's helping me out. Yeah. Or maybe we'll talk about something else. Maybe we'll talk about Lex's positions. <laughs> Not. <laughs> we love you guys. Love you so much. <laughs> Stay safe out there. Bye.